Hey there, welcome back or welcome for the first time to the Kick-Ass Life Project. I am your host, Kate. I am a trauma-informed personal trainer and a registered professional counselor. Today, we are going to do something a little bit fun, a little bit silly. I have this quiz thing, this fitness quiz that I made years and years ago, and I found it and thought it might be fun to go through it. I think I'm going to just call this episode your fitness personality, but at the time I wrote it, and I'll make a blog post for it as well, so because some of this might be easier to take in if you're reading it rather than just listening to me say it. So, so listen to me go through it, and then you might want to go and check out the blog post that'll be in the show notes so that you can take it all in with your eyeballs. Um, it's all about failure as well. Now, we tend to think of failure as this negative thing. Nobody wants to fail, right? But when we're in, in the weightlifting room, when we are in the gym and we are lifting weights, there's actually a, a pride in lifting to failure. So meaning that, you know, once you have, you've got a foundation of lifting resistance training underneath you, you're not starting this on day one, but Going to that place, because usually we say you're going to be going in, let's just use a really simple example of bicep curls. So how many bicep curls should you do? Totally depends on your goal. But let's say you're just thinking general tone up, I want to build the muscle kind of thing. We'd probably suggest, especially if you're more in the beginner range, we were going to, going to be suggesting anywhere from 8 to 12 reps. So let's just say 10. And if we go with those 10 reps, then what you want to feel at the end of those 10 reps is that you still have a couple left in the tank. Now, what does that mean? That means that if you like you did 10, but if you had to, you could do a couple more as well. It's just by the time you get to 10, you're feeling like I'm ready to be done now. Thanks. But we, we generally want a couple left in the tank. There are times where it is the goal to actually go to failure, where by the time you get to 10, that's literally the last one you could do, or you don't quite make it through that last one with a little bit of assistance, that's going to failure. And it's, it's strive towards. So I just think it's interesting that we can see failure in such a positive light in that way. But in the rest of our lives, we see failure as this this horrible thing. I also say to people, like if we're working with um, balance, say, I will suggest to people that if you're doing it perfectly, you're practicing being the same. Now, if that is your goal, that's fine. Like you, if your goal is maintenance, if my goal is I just, I want to do something today, maybe, I mean, I'm talking about balance work, but it could be anything, right? Like anything you try. Your goal in that moment might be, yes, I'm just totally happy with staying the same. If your goal is to grow or change or improve, you actually want to fail because that's how we learn. You actually want to fail. And I'm going to give you a very specific um, number, a percentage here. What actually works really well is failing 20% of the time. So that would be one out of every five. Now that gives you four times 
of being successful at whatever it is you're trying, right? So four times of success is going to be enough to make you feel good about yourself, to feel like, okay, I can do this. But that one fail, that's where you learn. And by fail, I mean, like, again, coming back to a balance example, if we were doing something, let's just say as simple as like standing on one leg, like say I'm, I'm lifting my leg, I'm putting it down. And, and if I'm challenging my balance, maybe I'm doing that with my eyes closed. And if you're going to try any of this, please use common sense and make sure you're in a safe space to do this. But let's say four out of those five times that I lift my leg and put it down with my eyes closed, I can do that with no problems. And then one of those times I get a little bit off balance and I, I step out to the side or or it just it's not a controlled movement, right? That would be, air quotes, the fail, one out of five times. So one out of five, 20%, gives you that feeling of success, that enough to motivate you to keep going, and it also gives you the opportunity to grow, the opportunity to learn, because this is not something I've totally mastered yet. So when I talk about all these things and I talk about the failure method that because this is a this is like a, a fun personality test and not a not a personality test. That's not fair. There's nothing scientific or um, in any way, shape or form backing this in terms of this is a legitimate personality thing. Again, this is something fun that I made up. And I made it up because it does go through some very common personality traits that we might see or feel within the fitness world. And then I talk about if, if this is you, if I just described you, this is potentially the way you are approaching fitness and the way fitness is then backfiring on you. So I t it's like a, you figure out your, your fitness personality and then you can figure out the ways that you are most likely failing at fitness, which is, and again, I'm using these air quotes that failure is not a bad thing. This is, again, it's learning. It's, it's being able to grow. It's being able to say, hmm, okay, there is a place I can improve. It's like a pin drop on a GPS map. Ooh, okay, great. Something I can work on. So I hope I have made that, um, not sound like <laughs> something that um, you're dreading. I hope this is going to be something that's fun. And again, I will read out all their seven personality types that I came up with. I will read them out and then I will go through the failure styles that tend to go along with that personality type. And obviously, the things you can do, the tweaks you can make so that your style of approaching things could actually work better for you. Okay, let's get into this and do it. We're gonna start personality type one. These are not in any particular order, by the way. I'm gonna call this one the rocket. You go up high and you crash down hard, especially with your emotions, but you have great ideas. Unfortunately, you often don't finish what you've started or those great ideas you put lots of energy in and start, but then it peters out and kind of finishes blah. And when things go wrong, it always feels like they aren't things that are within your control, these things that have gone wrong. 
personality type number one, calling it the rocket, fitness rocket, fitness personality type two, I'm going to call this one, everyone wants to be you. People looking in think you've got it all together, but you secretly struggle with a negative inner dialogue. You're a reserved person and you set high standards for yourself and for those around you as well. Now, I am going to just interject here that as you're listening to these, you may be thinking bits and pieces of all of these apply to you. And absolutely, that's, that's totally true. Remember, this is not an official personality test. It's something I made up for fun. And the reason I thought I would read it as a podcast episode is because exactly that, that, that there's bits and pieces of all of us in all of these personality types. And so the tweaks that I'm going to give you, many of them will apply to lots of you. So I feel like this is going to be useful no matter what type of personality, fitness personality you think you most closely resemble. The third fitness personality type, I'm going to call this one the rebel. You are a rebel and a bit of a perfectionist. You have a temper and don't like to accept blame even if you are in the wrong, but you can if you have to. Maybe. (laughs) Personality type number four, fitness personality type number four, calling this one the woman next door. You're timid and shy, but possibly cover that up with boisterousness. You put on a brave face and act like things don't bother you when actually they do. You struggle with your energy level. Maybe that one's hitting home a little bit. Fitness personality type number five, I'm going to call quiet but determined. You're somewhat unorganized, but manage to pull things together when it counts. Procrastination is not a stranger to you, even though you dream big. Fitness personality type number six, calling this one the competitor. You're competitive. (laughs) No shockers there. You're competitive in nature and often find yourself wondering where the time went and how you will get everything done. You're a good friend, but not the type to notice when someone has a new haircut. Fitness personality type number seven, last one here calling this one all for show. You save the good china for special occasions and tend to put other people's needs ahead of your own. You prefer to try new things without an audience. So again, all of those personality types might feel like bits and pieces of them are hitting home. Are there two or three that really stand out to you that really feel like, ooh, yeah, that one was was much more me than the others? Same thing with these failure methods that I'm going to get into and the tweaks. Lots of them may sound like, ooh, yeah, that's me, and some of them maybe not so much. The idea is take what you want out of these, take what will work for you, and in some way or another, you get to improve your fitness life. One thing I will say, no matter which of these you think applies to you or which of these tweaks you want to try, It's best to tackle things one step at a time. Trying to change everything all at once is 
also very likely to lead to a, a big failure that will be demotivating rather than a, a motivating failure. One of those failures where you can you could have the successes alongside it and see a small thing you can change and feel like, yeah, I can work on that. I can improve that. Trying to change a whole bunch of things at once is going to lead to what I call demotivating failure because it will just all feel like too much, can't do it, wasn't going to work anyway, and you walk away rather than walking into the failure, if that makes sense. And this is one of the reasons I'm suggesting pick one, two, maybe three of those personality types that feels like it's most you because you, then you can sort of hone in on where do I want to start? What are the little things I want to work on? Again, go to the blog post if you want to be able to read those again. But let's get into now the matching failure method that those personality types tend to gravitate towards and the solutions. So personality type number one, we call the rocket. This is the go up high, crash down hard, finish or start strong, finish not so strong. The preferred failure method of this fitness personality type is the too much, too fast failure method, meaning early burnout. So think kindergarten kid trying to run a marathon. You literally imagine that, how would a kindergarten kid approach marathon? Literally, it would be, wee, go, 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 crash, I'm done. And then, wee, go, 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 crash, I'm done. And then this just isn't fun anymore, and I want to quit. So that, that metaphor is talking about trying to take it all on and change everything at once with this go big or go home attitude, which is basically what I just umbrella statement all of these things with. So how do we change that? The tweak for the rocket personality type, learn to pace. Journeys take time, and that's a good thing. So when I say learn to pace, I don't mean pace up and down in the hallway or around a room or something. I mean learn to pace yourself. If you could travel across the country in a speed jet and get a million dollars at the end, or you could take your time and actually see the scenery, scenery make some memories, and still get the million dollars at the end, I don't know, which, which sounds better to you? Like if you could get up in, an, in a speed jet and whiz around the whole world in like, I don't even know how long that's supposed to take, but, but let's say you could do it in an insanely short amount of time, but see nothing and experience nothing. Wouldn't you rather have a trip around the world where, where you actually get to experience the world? This is what journeys are about, experiencing the things along the way. Ideally, we're looking at creating a lifestyle for ourselves. So I could put this in terms of going really all out hard on extreme intense restrictive dieting and then having that big crash at the end versus what, what little tweaks can I make to my life that, that feel better, that feel like they are enhancing my life and getting me closer to my goals rather than something extreme. A lifestyle you can enjoy, that would be the ultimate goal, right? A lifestyle that feels healthy and good for you, but you can also enjoy it. So try that. 
enjoy the process, focus on making the changes, the positive changes you want to make, and the results ironically will actually come faster if you slow it down and take time to smell the roses. So a do it now tip, meaning a lot of these tweaks I'm giving you are gonna sound like, yeah, that's a great idea in theory. I also wanna give you something practical, something you can do right now that is going to make a difference. So my do it now tip for this one, pick one or two things. I'm gonna even, forget the two, pick one thing each week that you wanna work on Focus on that. Don't add any more until you feel like you have that one under control. Now, by under control, I do not mean you're perfect at it. Remember, we actually want to be having those little fails, right? But maybe you do it for a week and you feel like, yeah, this one's golden. I, I've got this thing. Or maybe you feel like, no, I would like to work on this for another week or two. That's fine. Keep working on one thing at a time until you feel like, I've got this one dialed enough that I'm ready to pick up something else. So, so that's it. Pick one thing, one change, one habit that you want to work on. That's it. I also have, I don't know if I have a podcast episode on this, but I'm sure I have a journey somewhere, a free thing, or maybe it's one of my paid ones. I do have a way that I can show you how to decide what is the best habit for you to be working on at any given time. How to, how to know what do I really want to be working on? What's going to be more likely to get me results faster and I'll stick with it. So reach out. I'll try and find wherever it is I've put that. But I do have a way you can do that. Okay. Person, the fitness personality type number two, I called everyone wants to be you. This is the one where people looking in think you've got it together, but inside you actually really feel like you don't. The failure method for this personality type is the comparison failure method. And the thoughts that come along with that might be like, whatever I do, I will never be as good as so-and-so over there. So why bother trying? It's the I'm good, but they're better syndrome. And you just can't win that one. There is always, no matter how amazing you are, no matter how great everything seems, there will always be someone or something better. But the good news is you don't have to care. <laughs> so the tweak for this one is to put on better blinders. And that doesn't mean just ignore everything that's going on in the world or your life, but curate your social media. Be careful about what you are looking at on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok, magazines, anywhere online. Curate what you are seeing and taking in so that you have a chance to, to get to know you. Really, truly, honestly, the only person you ever have to compete with in this world is yourself. So what is something you can do right now to be focused more on you and less on others? Write a list of, this is the do it now tip, write a list of 10 things that you love about yourself. And if love about yourself feels way too much, just change it to like about yourself. If like about yourself seems way too much, change it to respect about yourself. 
you can respect your body way before you like it or love it. So these do not have to be, by the way, 10 things about your body, 10 things about you. Ideally, they would not all be about your body. So accomplishments are well and truly a good thing to put in there as well. There's all sorts of things you can put in there. They do not have to be about your body, but they don't not have to be about your body. 10 things you like, love, or respect about yourself. And then look at that list anytime you feel like someone else is doing better than you. Remind yourself of your value. Okay, fitness personality type number three. I called this one the rebel. And as a reminder, this personality type is a rebel, <laughs> a bit of a perfectionist. This is the one where maybe I have a bit of a temper and I don't like to admit when I'm wrong. So the, the fitness failure method that tends to come along with that personality type is I'm not perfect failure method, meaning I screwed up, so I might as well really screw up. Seeing things in that very black and white, like if I, if I ate some potato chips, I might as well just have a whole weekend of going off the rails, right? Or I skipped a workout, that's it. My, my workout life has come to an end. So in this one, you do extremely well at something, usually, until something unexpected derails the efforts, and then all willpower and motivation feel like they have vanished. The tweak is to allow yourself to be unperfect. I know it should be, oh, my phone's going off in the background. It should be imperfect, I know that, but I kind of like saying unperfect instead because it fits, right? Imperfect would be the proper way. Unperfect is actually not the perfect way to be. And that's exactly, by the way, how you do this one. You practice purposely doing things imperfectly. Unperfect. Spoiler alert, by the way, you are never going to be perfect. No one is. So the do it now tip is to practice being imperfect. Practice little things that you know, like wear unmatching socks. L like just do these little things that, that you know are not perfect and get used to doing it and noticing the world does not implode. Okay, fitness personality type number four, I called this one the woman next door. You know what? I want to add something onto that last one. I'm going to go back just for a moment to that last one and also suggest an alternative do it now tip because I understand that that, that idea of not of doing things imperfectly, maybe that's too much. So an alternative idea might be looking at where there are potential obstacles, minefields, roadblocks and try and plan ahead for those things. Although I feel like that personality type is already doing that. <laughs> um, so I, I don't necessarily want to suggest that is a foolproof way to make sure things never go wrong. If there are things you can make allowances for, you can see them coming and make allowances, great. But you have to remember there are always going to be unplanned things. So the um, the practicing being imperfect is going to be important. Okay, let's get back to this fourth personality, fitness personality type called the woman next door. Timid, shy, 
possibly covering that up with being boisterous, putting on a brave face, acting like things don't bother you when they actually do, and struggling with energy levels. This failure method, almost it almost stops things before it even starts. It's the, it's too far to go, so why bother starting failure method. The, if I don't try, then I can't fail syndrome. So tasks might seem daunting and part of you is really scared to fail, or we could go all counsely deep and say maybe part of you is scared to succeed. That's maybe another podcast episode. For this one, I would suggest you probably have too much on your plate already and not enough time in the day and not in a, like you're making excuses way, in a legitimate way. There, you're feeling the way you're feeling because there's so much going on. Even if it's not obvious, like visually obvious, it could be an energy thing. It could be you are just dealing with a lot going on emotionally and that is taking energy. So the, the tweak, the solution tweak is setting small goals, like stupidly small, duh, goals. And I call them duh goals. I've talked about these before. Listen to my very, very first podcast episode. I talk about the 30 second habits. The idea behind this being if on a scale of one to 10, I said, how likely are you to be able to do the, this goal or reach this, not reach this goal, but do this one little thing. I would want you looking at me and saying, well, duh, I like, it's a 10. I can do that. That's so ridiculously simple, there's no reason I couldn't do it. Great. That's the kind of goal I want you to set for yourself. And then every time you celebrate a little win, like every time you do this thing that seems so ridiculously simple, it's not worth celebrating, celebrate it anyway. Because every time you celebrate a little win, you change what you are capable of. Until one day, you achieve an outcome so positive, you had no idea it was even possible. And in that moment, you become capable of anything. Uh, that, that's not all my words. Those, that was a little bit of a quote that I don't know who said it. Um, Anonymous, if you listened to my podcast episode a week or two ago, I think it was last week, um, I did it on some quotes. And there was a great quote from Virginia Woolf that for most of history, Anonymous was a woman. Anyway, back on track here. My little squirrel detours are strong today. So the do it now tip for this one is that you don't need to see the whole map. You just want to be facing in the direction you want to go and see the next step. One little thing. So the do it now tip is to choose one small duh thing that you can go or that you can do and go and do it today right now. Well, as soon as this podcast episode is over, ideally. Okay. Fitness personality type number five. We're almost there. This is the quiet but determined. The somewhat unorganized but managing to pull things together when it counts procrastinator. But big, big, or dream, big dreamer? Big dreamer. That works. How does this personality type tend to set themselves up for failure? With the I don't even know where to start failure method, meaning they're taking in so much that they feel confused with the amount of information 
or maybe not enough of the right information. You're not even really sure what to do, so you just do whatever, like throwing spaghetti at the wall without really knowing why. So the solution for this one is to get a little bit geeky with the SMART goals. Um, SMART being the specific, the measurable, the achievable, the, I think, I, want, I know there's realistic, but I feel like I changed that one to something else anyway, and the time sensitive. If you don't know what SMART goals are, um, we can definitely talk about that, but they're very easily Googleable, and I, I feel like most people in the world know what SMART goals are now. They've been talked about so much, but if not, Google it, tons will come up. Yeah, I did put realistic, but I feel like there was something, anyway, it doesn't matter. Okay. How do you, like, what's a do it now tip that you can do before you've even figured out the goals that you want? Find somebody who has achieved what you want to achieve and ask them how they did it. Their method might not be right for you, but it's a start, right? And it's a start from someone who's already achieved what you want to achieve. And a, a bonus tip onto that one is to tr if you can, to try and talk to someone who's just a few steps ahead of you. So not somebody, like if you have a big dream, not somebody who's like way far, far ahead of you on the path. Somebody who still feels relatable to you. That's just a few steps ahead. And you know what? It doesn't even have to be someone you know. It can be on social media, right? And you don't even have to talk one-on-one -on -one with them. You could just follow them and look at the things they're doing and talking about. There's there's lots of ways around that one. Fitness personality type number six. This is the competitor. The one that often finds themselves wondering where the time went and how they're going to get everything done. But they are like determined not to fail. But But the whole part about this person being a good friend but not the type to notice someone else's new haircut is, is this idea that they are so focused in on everything and like go, 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 that the other details off to the side, they, they don't have space or time to notice them because I'm always in a rush because I must get this done. So the solution for this one, um, or sorry, the, um, the failure method is that you're too focused on the results missing the parade next to you and then quitting because you can't you aren't already seeing what you want to see usually the results that you're looking for are actually closer than you imagined they were but when you're so tunnel visioned on one specific result you might be noticing all the amazing things happening off to the side the solution for this one is to measure lots of different things even things that you don't maybe think are re directly related to your goal. So for a lot of people, a lot of people when we're talking about fitness, their goal is to lose weight. And a whole other podcast episode on why is that the goal? Is it actually your goal or is it what you've been taught should be your goal? We won't get into that one right now. But let's say someone's goal is losing weight then the scale becomes this obvious thing. I'm going to stand on the scale, right? Or I'm even going to take body measurements and things. What if 
sure, if you if you want to track those things, which I don't necessarily think is the, the best way to actually measure results in terms of that, but if you wanted to measure those things, who am I to tell you you can't? But what about tracking your resting heart rate? What about tracking your energy levels? What about tracking the sleep you're getting? What about tracking how many smiles you can collect in a day from people? And I know that, like, what the heck does that have to do with me feeling healthier in my body, right? Because it's all connected. It isn't just about your body. And collecting smiles, like literally, when you're walking around seeing people, how many smiles can you notice on other people's faces? And P.S., if you smile at someone first, it's very contagious. They tend to smile back at you. So make that a game. How many smiles can I collect? You're connecting with people. And that is one of the biggest things we can do for our holistic health, is to connect with other people in positive ways. Also, make a conscious effort to notice the little things. That could be something that you're paying attention to. So something like the people are always talking about gratefulness journals, right? Noticing three things you're grateful for that day. Absolutely. That's a great thing to measure. The do it now tip. <laughs> um, keep in mind, I wrote this a while ago. Um, the do it now tip I had was put your scale in the closet. Stop taking measurements. Stop weighing yourself. And what I did suggest is do that for one month. Put it away. Focus on tracking other things. And then see what happens. So anyway, always obviously, you guys have control of you. You never have to listen to anything I say through any of my podcast episodes. Please remember, this is never meant as specific life advice for you. And that you should always, always do what is best for you. Reach out for professional help in the fitness or mental health world should you need it. There's my disclaimer for the show. Okay, last one. For fitness personality type number seven. All for show. This is the saving the good china for special occasions. Putting other people's needs ahead of our own. And preferring to try new things without an audience. The preferred failure method for this personality type is overthinking it. You are waiting for life to be perfect before you start. You're probably saying, I will do that as soon as. But no matter how many things you line up, something else always gets in the way of starting. So the, the tweak, the solution is start smaller, not unlike the other tweak we talked about, which was the, the do, set small goals, the, the do goals, right? And basically, this is like a follow-up to that one. Like, if you think you've set a small goal or small habits and they're not happening, go smaller. So start smaller. There will always be obstacles, but there is always something that can be you can do to start or to keep going. So maybe what would be a better, now that, again, I wrote these a while ago, so maybe what would be a better one here is to say, just do something. Take some sort of action. Because... This failure method, it's sort of the, the waiting to start. And that famously, in the counseling world, we talk about this, that famously builds fear, builds anxiety. It, it, like if you want to have more anxiety in your life, keep putting stuff off that you're afraid of doing.
So I think what I'm going to say for this one is as a tweak solution thing, start smaller. That's a great thing. But I'm also going to add in, try and incorporate somebody else into this with you, whether that is a support group online or someone in your in-person life that you're either doing stuff with or you are talking to about the stuff you're doing. See if you can incorporate other people into it with you. And then as a do it now tip, let's bring that into the just do something realm. So maybe make yourself a list of 30 second um, habits, tasks, things you can do in 30 seconds or less that are just going to get you started, get you over the hump, get you into that mindset of, okay, I, I didn't, I didn't just do nothing. I did something, even if it is something that's only 30 seconds. Um, Again, if I haven't mentioned it before, my very first podcast episode, go listen to that for more ideas on 30 second things. And yeah, all of these things are connected. All it doesn't really doesn't matter what personality type you are or that you most resonated with. I feel like there's going to be bits and pieces that most of us can see ourselves in. And therefore, the all the different solutions and tweaks and do it now tips and things, find the ones that felt to you like they were doable, felt to you like, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. I could try that. Remember, failure is a part of success. We cannot shun failure if we want success. The key is understanding what went wrong, making adjustments, starting again. Every moment we start again with better skills and more knowledge. Not unlike our brain does with our body, when we introduce a new exercise or a new weight, have you ever done that where you're doing a new exercise or you're lifting a slightly heavier weight and you're a little bit shaky? What's generally happening there is that, see, like after a while of doing the same thing, your brain gets very, very efficient at firing the right muscle fibers in the right order at the right strength. And so it just, it feels easier, better. When something's new or changed, then then there's like a bit of a panic station and your brain doesn't quite know the exact right order to do things. And so it, it just starts guessing. It starts, let's try this, let's try this, let's try this. And that's what creates some of that shaky feeling. But eventually it finds what works. But really what it's doing is try, fail, try, fail, try, fail. And eventually we get to back to efficient. We're, we're really no different, right? If you want more specific help, because this feels like I have just oversimplified life way too much, feel free to reach out. I'm on the socials at Kickass Life Project, Facebook, Instagram. I think at Kickass Life Project for TikTok would find me, but maybe it's at Sassy, Sassy Sexy Strong. I'm not sure. Not hugely big on TikTok at the time of this recording, but I am there. I will also have this as a blog that you can go and read, and I will have some links to different programs free and paid things that you can do. And I'll, I'll go back through my notes and see if there's something else I said to put in the show notes and link to for you. Thank you so much for being here. I hope this is entertaining and somewhat useful. And if you, anytime you are feeling really stuck, because we all do at some point, we all feel stuck at some point, please remember you're still on. Keep riding.